Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 84. Uh, Hunter is not with us. He is in Europe. And we therefore have Blake45 with us again on this podcast, replacing Hunter. And hopefully we will therefore get some more valid opinions on this podcast. There we go. Uh, I needed to complete the triangle. Like I've been there when uh, Cass has been missing, when Jace has been missing. I was like, need to be there when Hunter's missing too. Yeah, that is the first thing that you told me when you're like, hey, <laughs> I need to be on the podcast again because Hunter's gone. I need the trio <laughs> complete the triangle of replacements. And now he actually is the podcast. Yeah, uh, it's like, it's like I don't know, what's the fucking the Marvel thing? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the collecting thing. the Infinity yeah. Stones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you seen me in the podcast in different places? <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen them in the same room at the same time. So I think, uh, think you're one in the same. Alrighty, well, Grace, what you got in your hand over there? Uh, well, this week I have a Key Lime Creamsicle Sour uh, by Fieldhouse. Uh, I don't know if it's a new one or if I've had this before, but, uh, you know, I just I have a lot of beer. I, I can't keep track, um, but it's it's quite good. Um, luckily, not as creamy as uh I was thinking when it said creamsicle sour because I'm not a huge fan of like super creamy beers. I was hoping for more of the lime uh, and it, it delivers. So it's got like an undertone of cream, but um, not super strong, which is good. Well, if you'll just excuse me, I'm going to swap my beer out real quick. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Is that exactly <laughs> what you have? <laughs> no, there's one in my fridge. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so it's not the beer you have. <laughs> no, it's it the one that you also it's... own. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fridge. It's the one that's okay. in my fridge that I'll be drinking later. <laughs> but it would have been funny. Like, I, I literally just like went with a crapshoot in terms of which beer I grabbed. Um, it's whichever one I was able to reach easier. Uh, because the beer I initially wanted to drink on this podcast... Um, I thought we were doing the podcast on, on Thursday. Um, There's a bit of miscommunication going on. So I ended up drinking that one already. And so I had these other two beers, both of which I've had before. And I was like, ah, well, I'll just grab one of them. But it, it's funny that you have a beer that is literally sitting in my fridge and I was debating having for this. It's almost like we go to the same liquor store to get our beer. Wild. Yeah. Okay, well, instead I have a Backcountry Brewing Big Gulps, huh? Well, see you later. It's a blueberry raspberry lemonade sour, or it's a blue raspberry lemonade sour. I'm very confident I've had this on the pod before. One of us has for sure. It's a it's a really nice sour. Big fan. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. It like it very much does hit the blue raspberry lemonade flavor. Like it does a really good job of like the same way that your vape juice does, or yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the only vape juice gas gas uses is the uh, blue raz lemonade. It is blue raz lemonade. Yeah. Okay. No, vape juice yeah. Is blue. Well, not not the one that I currently have because you got me the blue raz bottle from the states. But yeah, um, you got to get that fifty nick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty, Blake. What do you okay, bring into so the podcast here? I'm drinking. It's called a uh, berry berry boy from Atrium Brewing. It's a. Uh, it's a blackberry raspberry sour with some vanilla in it. It's really good. Uh, I actually went and picked it up on Saturday or no Friday because when my brother was in town, he and his girlfriend really liked the beer and I was going to send it out to them and like get some for myself too. Why not? 
Nice. Yeah, we got all three sours today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it not like Berry Berry Good Boy? Nope, <laughs> just the Berry Berry Boy. So like their uh their lines of sours, it's like something something boy. Oh, okay. So that's kind of like how they do the do it. When I was there, I actually tried like a pineapple upside down cake sour. It was like pineapple upside down cake boy or something. Hmm. And that was pretty good. Yeah. They actually there's a brewery here in Vancouver that makes a pineapple upside down sour. Um, I haven't had it because I'm not the biggest fan of pineapple upside down cake. And so I thought I might not be a big fan of the the beer, but um, just funny that that's a somewhat I don't know if it's common, but at least two breweries have it. So <laughs> interesting. No, that's uh, well, the pineapple upside down cake is my grandfather's like favorite cake. Um, I'm not sure if he's drinking. So I'll have to check in with my dad, but if I can find one, I might bring one of those home for him. Um, yeah, it was my dad's favorite dessert too. So yeah, that's why I had to try it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know I told Chase about this, but uh, one of the backcountry beers that I had on, I believe it was literally last podcast, the Mai Tai Sour. Uh, I sent a photo to my dad. Um, and on the last podcast, I talked about why like the beer I think was it was super, two podcasts ago. It might have been two. I talked the about one I was why gone the, for. Yeah, beer was super relevant and whatnot. Um. Yeah, so my dad sent me a message and was just like, yeah, I'm going to need you to bring some of those back for me. Um, so I got a four-pack sitting in my fridge that I got to pack up and take home when I fly back. It's really difficult for Cass not to drink them. But not <laughs> no longer because we did drink about 10 of those this weekend. Yeah. Because, <laughs> so. yeah, they were sold out around here. Or, well, I bought the last remaining ones that are, like, the close liquor store to me had. Um, and then... They might have since been able to restock a few of them, but like I'm not sure. And then we were at um, we're at the back. Actual well, we were brewery. at the actual brewery, and they had a bunch there. So I was like, "Well, I've been taunted by the beers sitting in my fridge that I can't drink, so I'm gonna get some for me." Yeah, to keep uh the beers for my brother like out of hand, I keep them in a separate fridge where I'm like, "Okay, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Don't have the temptation." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's that's smart. Well, alrighty. Moving on to some Valorant stuff. Blake quickly suggested we cover a topic of which I've already kind of said my piece before the podcast, but I'll I'll reiterate it here. Um talking about the skin that got away. The one that you had the opportunity to get and did not. What are you guys' yeah. What are your what do you what's your take on that one, Blade? Uh I'd say probably mine uh might be the Ion Phantom. I've always really liked the sound of it and everything, and it's always sounded good. Or maybe uh the RES uh op. I've always liked the sound of that a lot too, but I was just like I cannot justify getting anything more than the Phantom for this guy. Because <laughs> those were ridiculously expensive. Yeah, but just yeah, those are probably mine too. But so good. It's such a cool pack. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were just talking about it, but like the RES Ghost, I'm like, fuck, I kind of wish I bought it, but also not really because it was so expensive. Um, So like, that's like the reason why I was keeping away from it to just be like, yo, I can't, I can't do this. I'm I'm feeding the, the Riot machine if I'm willing to buy this pack, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they're just going to be making it more and more expensive, but I'm saying it's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're totally not feeding the riot machine by playing a lot and you know having a podcast with content around it. That 
that doesn't no help no 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 yeah yeah that's that's for us right because yeah. we make so much money off of this um <laughs> like like that's how we can pay you to be on here so many times right blade yep yeah uh, the last few checks have bounced but uh i'm sure the next one will be fine <laughs> yeah. The... Oh no! I just like I I post dated them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> try try it again. Uh, okay, okay, for sure. The... Uh, yeah, no, I I agree with you because like at a certain point you got to start voting with your wallet. Um, which admittedly I did not do when the Neo Frontier pack came out. Yeah, you didn't do. I, shit. I did yeah. the opposite of voting with my wallet. <laughs> fucking. But well, you voted up. with your wallet and you voted yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, to be fair with that one, like one thing that I appreciated about it is that like. Uh, I got the pack too because I'm a riot shill, uh, of course. But I like that I can upgrade just like one tier with Radiant Knight, so it's not like the extra Radiant Knight cost fucking me over too. Mm -hmm. So it's like okay, have my oh, it's only like one Gatling tier gun. up. Yeah, well, uh, you can you don't get the Neo aspect; you get the Frontier aspect for just the first tier. Okay, like do you you get the finisher and everything too? No, no. So you don't get the finisher, um, but you get like the changed sound and the animations. Okay. Oh yeah, all in one. Yeah. yeah. So like the first tier and like it's it's super cool because that way like like let's say later down the line you got all the radiant, you get all the upgrades and everything. But like it, it's the first time that they're properly making use of the fact that you can now select which tier you're on. Mm -hmm. Because you can have the Neo skin with like all the flashy lights and everything. Uh, or you can go to the more, you know, Old West style looking skin by not upgrading it all the way. Why wouldn't they just make that a variant? Well, it's nice I think because they did the, yeah, I think they did it because like the transformation and then they did the variants on the transformation. Like, I guess they didn't want to have it like confusing, but yeah, I don't also, know. The finisher only really works with the Neo option. Because no, the I, finisher is the more futuristic. It, it is more Neo. Yeah. yeah. What if they had two finishers though? I think it'd be cooler that way. So you could have like, you know, a finisher up from the base, right? Which like is the the frontier. And then all of the variants are the Neo, which have their own different finisher, which are is, you know, yeah. currently like the current finisher, but then they have a different one which which is not like like there's been precedent set for different finishers. Not like incredibly, but like, um, what like Gaia's has slightly different finishers, right? Well, just the color. Well, no, the, the well, no, the, one... the type of tree, right? What? Yeah, but like it's just changing like the colors on the tree versus. Yeah, like, I don't think the tree. I thought, the, tree, I thought the shape of the tree itself changed based on your. Uh, no, I think it's just finisher. the color. It's always the same tree. Yeah, the precedence would be the um, the Forsaken pack. Which, Which depending that? on whether using the dark theme, it has the uh, uh, it has the crow finisher. If using the mm. light scheme, which is basically we're, Sentinels of Light, you have the Sentinels uh, of Light finisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're yeah, also forgetting the bad. most obvious. We're forgetting the most obvious fucking um, one, which is our yes. Oh, it was yeah. in my. I was gonna say, but I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, our yes has completely different finishers depending on what variant you're on. Mm -hmm. So. But I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's so expensive because they had to do extra work for each of the finishers. But oh no, it's like someone's job to do. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's gonna be like, I put more work in. Give me 
a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. It's cool when you meet, wait, kind of off topic, but it's cool when you meet like a, uh, a someone who works at Riot in game. I don't know if you guys have had that. Um, but like I met a, a dude at one point that, that worked on the um, like graphics team. He worked for on skin lines which was cool to like just ask him about like different art styles and stuff that he's worked on for the different skins. They just dropped a little, I have a Valorant podcast, uh, riot buddy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, you know, you, you can't ask is the hardest part about the riot mm-hmm. buddy. Like if I, if I'm going to ask, like they're going to be like, fuck you. Everybody asks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I just got to try to make an impression. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of a, a Twitter screenshot that I saw. So one of the league developers, his name's August. He's developed like a lot of champions. And I think he actually helped develop Neon uh, as like a collab because there's a very similar character in league. Uh, so they're like, oh, yeah, let's just bring him in to help with it. So there, he posted like a Twitter screenshot where this guy was glazing him in Valorant. It's like, you oh, are yeah. so cool, so hot. Everything you do is so great. And then at the end, it says, like, Riot Buddy. And he's like, every fucking time, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just, like, the only reason they're being super nice is because mm-hmm. they want something from you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because, yeah, currently the skin that I that I most want is, is yeah, the RES Ghost. Um, like, I don't have, like, I have the Cavalier Ghost, which is, like, a Battle Pass skin. And, like, it's nice. But, like, I kind of want... Because I've started to use the ghost a little bit more. Um, and so, like, I kind of want a nice skin for it. But it's like, yeah, like you're pointing out, like, at the time, I never touched the ghost when that pack came out. So I was like, oh, well, like, why the fuck would I get? If any, if I got any skin out of that pack, it was not going to be the ghost. And I wasn't dropping the fucking 300 fucking dollars to get the entire pack. Um, but you now that- it's like... What's up? There you go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say at this point now it's like ah, I kind of wish I got that. But for the longest time, for me, it was the Reaver, like the Reaver Vandal. Every time I could like get my hands on that, it was glorious. And then it showed up in my night market for like one of the maximum amounts you can get off. It was like thirty five or like forty percent off. Um, and I was just like, that's an that's the easiest cop of my life. Oh yeah, for sure. The Reaver skins are always really good. Uh, but I'm guessing the reason you started using the ghost more is because, uh, that's the staple for TDM, right? Mm. Actually, oddly enough, in TDM, I kind of like running classic armor. Okay. Um, You're just a hipster. Everyone yeah. else, like, everyone else runs just goes ghost. It's all, yeah. it's like fucking 10 ghosts in the lobby every mm-hmm. single game. But, like, mm-hmm. you know what doesn't happen? Getting headshot by a ghost. That is actually really nice. Yeah. Um, and I think that like classic armor might be like pretty good practice, but I often run ghost in game anyway. So, mm. you know, the reason I like the classic armor is because in game, I'm more like outside of a pistol round, like I'm more likely to have a classic. And like because they went and nerfed, um, well, basically, well, eh, partially that, but like jet and chambers economy in general. Like, jet shit costs more money now. Uh, Chambers bullets cost more money than they did at launch. Like, stuff like that. It's just, like, the economy is less so in jet and chambers' uh, favor that, like, I I do often end up at a price point where it's like, oh, I can buy nothing 
Because like if yeah. I go if I buy that ghost or I buy that frenzy, I'm giving up either cloud bursts or updrafts in the next round. Um which like I'd rather have for the full buy. Man, it it just seems so hard to be, you know, a jet or a chamber main. Like you just had free money lying around all this time, <laughs> but you know, now you're actually in line with what other people have to buy. I'm so sorry for you, Cass. Yeah, yeah so, I, I really so feel rough. bad too. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the struggles of of being the one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a tough time out there. Wait, what's that? Oh, influenza. You know, influenza is. Yeah. And the like, uh, the sickness of being too wealthy. Mm-hmm. You run into <laughs> any minor inconvenience, and it's like the yeah. end of the world. Yeah. Um. Shit, my dog walker, who I like hire, they're going on vacation. I have to walk my own dog. <laughs> What is this? Yeah. <laughs> just 1984? Um, but no, I actually think the classic, like, classic armor is a really solid play in TDM. Uh, because I, like, now Hunter's going to disagree with me, but, like, I think the classic's, like, a pretty solid weapon at, like, a decent range. And sure, you got to double tap to the head to, like, kill a fully armored opponent, but, like, one to the head, one to the body does the trick just fine when they don't have armor. Um, and, uh, having the armor is nice and I get the right click. Okay. I also have to say that influenza is just the flu. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's was affluenza. Like, I'm pretty sure. Affluenza is what yeah, I was trying yeah. to go for. Yeah. Yes. I, I was, I had, I was like, something doesn't seem right when I'm saying this, but it's affluenza, obviously. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense with like the genealogy, like affluent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes a lot more sense, which is why I was like, wait, no, I'm pretty sure influence is the fucking yeah. flu. It's just like normal mm-hmm. thickness. So, <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Even though I am the podcast, I wasn't about to be like, well, actually, <laughs> you should have. You should have. Fucking call me out yeah, on that yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. look. Dude, I it... love the pushing up the glasses too. Every time Tony makes that joke, he forgets to push up the glasses imaginarily on his. Actually, Tony has no, glasses. No, no, it's because... Yeah, he has glasses. Tony just also... forgets to push up the glasses. It's because like... he's not joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he does the voice and everything. It, still. He does the well, actually. Well, the problem <laughs> like... is he just doesn't use Reddit. Yeah. That's the only thing uh, differentiating mm-hmm. him from the literal meme. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta push you up go. the glasses for that one. But, um... No, but, like, I, I guess I have been using the Ghost a little bit more because of Team Deathmatch. Um, I started doing it right when, like, the initial wave of chamber nerfs came out, and I couldn't buy armor and four headhunter bullets. I started to dabble with the, with the ghost a bit, and then saw, even currently, I just constantly see mixed results with the ghost. Like, I'll buy it, and occasionally it'll be, like, on pistol round, a cheaper, better sheriff. But then other times I can't hit shit. And I hate myself for buying it when I could have gotten the kill with the Frenzy or Classic. I mean, I'm so surprised you've come around on the Ghost this much. Because you have been a, like, valiant Ghost hater mm-hmm. for a while. Yep, he learned eventually. Yeah. I've also well, just... I think... Oh, um, sorry, go yeah, ahead. I'll go ahead. Uh, like, when it comes to pistol rounds and stuff, it's like... The ghosts, like, if you get the headshot, then that's where it is. But, like, the main benefit of, like, a sheriff is that you can two-tap people, yeah. like, in the body. So it's, like, I can see the feeling where it's, like, oh, yeah, if I'm getting the headshots, I just feel like a god right now. But otherwise, like, 
Oh, I'm Jet and I didn't buy the sheriff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, as someone who the sheriff is like never an option for because I have to buy util in in pistol, um, like the ghost just makes sense sometimes. Like, and it's it's very similar, like or comparable to to like a vandal over a phantom. I feel because like if you don't get the headshot, then like you know a frenzy or something is gonna spray you down faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Like if you do get the headshot, then then you you're golden. So yeah, you lose in a body shot war against the classic with a ghost, right? I think you, you still might, win, but I don't know. You might because of recoil or like you know like recoil or no, like but like reset. assuming assuming every shot fired is being fired, how fast the gun can fire and hits you in the body. Do you lose to a classic? I don't I think no you idea. do. Hmm. Um. But yeah, like, I don't know, I, I often, like, there are a bunch of times when I have a ghost, and I feel like, I just would have been better off with a classic right there, and I could have had the armor. Well, I, I guess the con, I, like, if we're talking about it, like, this classic arm, like, classic plus armor probably yeah. wins the body it, shot war against a, uh, it, a ghost. It's classic right? plus armor instead of ghost, that's what you're talking about, the trade-off. Yeah. But, um... So, actually, uh, I created a small thing to argue with hunter uh with uh another spreadsheet the spreadsheet king uh and it was like looking at the damage so uh the classic does 26 per shot and the ghost does 30 per shot okay uh and they have the exact same fire rate so they'll equal each other out if they don't have armor but if you do have armor like pretty sure the ghost wins yeah should win or the classic uh, if you game. have light. No, no, the ghost. Would win? Yeah, because you get four more damage per shot, and so that adds up to enough by the time armor comes around, is what he's saying, but not enough if you don't have armor. Oh, then it's the oh, same oh, shot that yeah, kills. Yeah, but like, you can't have ghost armor in pistol round. Yeah, of course, or yeah. you could have picked it up, but... Yeah, okay, granted, you could have picked it up, I suppose, yeah. Or be raid bossed. Um, yeah, yeah. I know, but the, the other That's thing... never happening in ranked. The other thing I've started doing is uh, just kind of treating the Frenzy like a pocket Vandal, also known as the CZ from Counter-Strike, um, where it actually has that nickname. And I've been trying to get back to my roots of like winning long-range duels with the Frenzy. That was your roots. It's been a long time since it's I've been... seen you win. Like, Well, specifically Icebox, because it's not in the fucking pool, but... Like that—that's the classic. Like you're up in rafters or something, and you get a kill across a site, <laughs> like <laughs> with a frenzy. <laughs> no, there's there's a couple ridiculous ones that Hunter watched uh, on Breeze, um, that like Hunter himself clipped, and we were going over some stuff. He's like, "Oh, what's this?" It goes through, and I get like three really long range kills with a uh, with the frenzy, and he's just like, "What the actual fuck?" <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, I've been I've been using team deathmatch to get back to my frenzy roots, and even with the increased like, I don't know if it's increased recoil or just like it's like how quickly the recoil kicks in on the gun. I found that if I treat the gun like it's a rifle, it's and just a like bit tap fire. Worse. Not like tap fire, but I fire like two to three bullets and strafe back and forth with it. Um, instead of trying to just get up in your face and run and gun with it. Um, I, I, I've had some good success with the Frenzy lately. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to comment on that recoil thing. Like, I feel like it's made 
literally like zero difference for me at least when I've been using it because when I am using it like recoil doesn't matter or like that's when I like to use the frenzy like I I'm a big proponent of uh when I play brim on like bind or something couple of smokes get the stimmy and then get a uh get the frenzy and I just run at people <laughs> executing on site and it just works so well like I mean it's like a one kill gun no but also it, it's 450 credits so yeah I mean getting that one kill usually isn't enough for the site hit yeah, yeah I mean you start. could be buying a stinger instead and that gives you one kill as well so mm -hmm. for a lot more yeah. money yeah I think the big difference is just like how you can like and like Brim has this ability with his smokes and Jet has this ability with her smokes but like get the kill and then hide from a potential yeah. trade coming in right and like obviously the other people having pistols are going to be not as good at spamming down your smoke um and then so that you can get that reload off just like being able to like duck into cover or a smoke or something um to be able to get that off but that's the other thing that i've been liking about um like in TDM, like treating it like it's a mini vandal is I, I've gotten more consistent at being able to get two kills per clip. Whereas before when I was just spraying at people, it was definitely I have one kill per mag. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. You say I can get like two if I like get like a headshot or something on the first one and then it's like, oh yeah, I use like four bullets on that. I think I could probably transfer it to the other guy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how uh like I, I've been really enjoying TDM. It's a fun game mode. Uh it's funny how like I feel like more weapons will be used more. Like I feel like people are like, oh shit, the Guardian's good. <laughs> probably because of like T TDM. Yeah, because like it, it limits your options, right? It limits your options yeah. down to three guns, and so that it makes you more likely to pick that. I think just because you're like, fuck it, you know, if I die a bunch of times, I'm just gonna swap back to like the bulldog or whatever. I don't know what else. Mm -hmm. Is that in the same tier? I think it is. In the yeah, same yeah. Tier. yeah. Those yeah. are the only two real choices. I think the others are like Spectre and Ares, and like, why would you ever use no, those it's, two? No, it's Spectre, uh, not not Ares, but um. See, I, I was going to say that, like, this is actually one of the topics I wanted to hit, which we kind of bled into here, but, like, just how TDM has changed your gun-buying options. Um, and one of the things that I've realized is, at that level, the Spectre is very fucking underrated. I get so much value out of just being more mobile with a Spectre in TDM. Don't you get more armor? Yeah, you get you get full armor. You get I think full Bulldog, while the other ones get half or something. Uh, I think or Bulldog, no no Bulldog Bulldog, Bulldog also and then gives Guardian you full. gets half. Yeah, yeah, but like the Bulldog does not have any amount of running gun. Um, and like I I get a ton of value out of using the Spectre in that to the point where like prior to me using or like prior to TDM being a thing. Going up against rifles, like, the Spectre was never really a consideration I would ever make. Unless I was absolutely forced to. But it's like, okay, well, I'd rather... That's, that's stupid. You should definitely be buying Spectre more. Right. But, like, no, I was saying that, like, I would rather have either a Sheriff or a Marshal to try and get the, the headshot for the kill. Or picking a Stinger and trying to close the distance as much as possible, getting my one kill with the Stinger... 
and then hopefully picking up that gun uh, of whoever I just killed, or, you know, maybe I get traded, but hey, I got mine. Um, which on an eco, I feel like that's a perfectly valid mindset. Uh, whereas I, I've actually gotten a ton of value going up against, like, yeah, Bulldogs and Guardians, and because they're the weapon pickups on the ground, like, some people are going to have Phantoms or Vandals, and I feel like this, the Spectre has actually been performing really well for me. Yeah, I think the Spectre is really good. Uh, like, the only thing that kind of, like, gives me pause is, like, the economic implications of a Spectre versus, like, getting a Bulldog, usually, like, in normal games. Uh, so, like, it's only, like, 450 more to get a Bulldog. And most of the time, like, if in a rifle, or, like, if I'm forcing up or whatever, I'm, like, the only guy who can hero buy... I feel like I'd rather have that range option at the cost of like less armor than going like Spectre full. Yeah, Spectre, like I think in most games, like I'm a Bulldog Stan for sure. Um, but especially playing Brim, I'm a Bulldog Stan. Um, when I was playing Phoenix for the act, I basically never bought a Bulldog and I would always go Spectre. Um, but that's just like play style wise, right? Because if you're going to be like running in and getting up close, like I think the Spectre is going to be a lot better. Um, but as Brim, you play a, a lot more ranged fights. And so it's definitely worth it to have um, that ranged option. Yeah, I, for sure. I just don't like the Bulldog. Maybe you should do more reps in TDM. Yeah. Yeah, that that's crazy. The bulldog is so fucking good. The amount of value I get on that, if I'm like, you know, it's it's a classic like, oh, my, the rest of my team can buy, like, but I just have to force up here. Mm -hmm. Getting like bulldog light, like I get fucking value out of that in some rounds. See, I like uh, when... it can beat a vandal way easier, I think, than a specter can beat a vandal, especially like even at long range. Right, but like, if I can buy the guardian, if like I I have the credits to get the guardian when I'm forcing up. If, like, I'm the only person on my team that can't full buy, right? Um, and let's assume I don't quite have enough money to go rifle light. Because if I do, I'm go I'm doing that. Um, if I don't, I'm probably going with a Guardian on defense. And then on attack, I would probably pick, like, full armor and, like, yeah, one of the SMGs to go in, try to get a kill as I'm entering, grab that rifle. If I don't get the kill, hopefully my team can exec onto site after me. Oh, yeah, but you are Jet, so it makes sense yeah. that, like, that you having go a weapon factor, that's... Yeah. yeah, that you shove in their faces and mm -hmm. you kill them will be better than uh, a potentially longer-range option. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've been, I've been a Guardian lover for quite a bit now. Like, I always thought it was underutilized in Pro and definitely ranked. But, like, it's so good, in my opinion. Like, especially if, like, it, like, full-on counters light uh, armor buys. That's so nice if, like, people are, like, just off the cusp and you're just like, oh, yeah, I just two-shot you. You shit, man. Yeah. The, um... And I'm a Demon 1 stand, so, you know, gotta follow in his footsteps. <laughs> Does he buy a lot of Guardian? Well, I, yeah, he buys Guardian basically, like, every second round where he wins pistols. Oh, like, yeah. I think, like, if he can do it on, like, a force-up, he likes to do it. And uh, I make the joke every time I'm playing Brim on Fractures, like, oh, yeah, just on my Demon 1 arc. 
<laughs> the the guardian's surprisingly good in round two, uh, just because of the two shots of the body. Um, yeah. Which yeah, it, it's something that I don't often consider, but I feel like I perhaps should a bit more. You're um, just so easily one burstable too, though, by bulldog. What do you mean? Yeah, but like, why the when the fuck am I gonna be ADSing with a bulldog? All the time, all the time. <laughs> like that's I how I play bulldog. Yeah, I, I don't play really... bulldog ADS all of the time unless I'm like in a close range fight, which obviously, like, I think that the bulldog gives you more value mid range than the guardian does. Yeah, but the guns that the guns that I ADS are the op and the marshal, and I suppose the headhunter. Dude, I'll fucking ADS a stinger. That's mental. The stinger makes sense. If it's a, yeah. a long range fight, you might as well. Yeah, like mid range, mid mid range, really. Like long range fight, you're fucked. Mm. But, oh yeah. But yeah, mid range, I ADS stinger is quite good. Well, long range, you'll still try with the ADS, mm. even though you're fucked. <laughs> I don't know, Chase. You were in the game where the uh, the brim on the enemy team called me the best stinger player of all time. Yeah, because that uh, you got like a 3k on with the stinger or something? Yeah, I got a 3k. All really long-range duels, no ADS. Yeah, I mean, I think the ADS is just quite good on the stinger for, for that. Like, it, it's kind of your only option, I guess, except in that round where, where, you, <laughs> did, where you did all right with it. But, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's just luck. I, I don't know. I find that the recoil pattern on the stinger is actually reasonably manageable i just go to the sky man i don't even <laughs> try to manage recoil yeah i feel like that's, <laughs> I, i've always been more of a more of a sprayer than you've been no i've oh yeah i've always been a tap fire so. yeah uh so i and like i i don't know i guess coming from coming from other games like other fps games like i've got more experience trying to control recoil and like I played CS before. I mean, we're gonna talk like if we're gonna count COD, which like sure the recoil mechanics are different because your crosshair jumps, but like you still have to try and control it. Uh there's just a better visual indicator of how much you need to control it. Um But yeah, no, I I've always been a bit more of a more of a sprayer than a tap shooter kind of guy. Um Yeah, this was your first FPS, right, Chase? Yeah, yeah. This is like my first fucking PC game in general. Like I literally, I mean, yeah, I mean, all my whole PC that I built was because of Valorant. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I'm guessing like, since you were learning on this, it's like, Oh, everyone says tap firing is better. So that's how I'm going to learn to play. Yeah. So makes sense. One thing I was going to ask you, Chase, um, since you are a fellow controller enjoyer and uh, Sova enjoyer too, do you like after you win the pistol? I try like with all my might to like get a light rifle, at least on my second buy. Like, Never. I'll, you don't. No. Um, Wait. What? I will. You I will do it all the time. Oh, I mean, but yeah, you were using rifle as a uh, as as uh, phantom. Like, no, I meant phantom uh, earlier. Yeah, I meant light rifle as in like a phantom or a guardian. Like try to get something that's not an SMG for your buy up because like uh, I think it's like a pretty common pro strat. I think it was the FPX strat before they changed it to Navi, where they'd get three rifles and like two sheriffs. 
like yeah. as their uh, I think they'd have, as their buy up always I think to make yeah, bonuses that. stronger. Yeah. And I think it's been adopted widely. And like I've I've found great success doing that because I'm like I think we we said it earlier where it's like if I'm facing a, a vandal in the third round, I'd much rather have a bulldog in my hand than a specter. Okay, well, yeah, if we're talking like the the category of rifle being the four guns, then yes, all the time um, I I do bulldog uh, unless I can buy like Vandal full. Mm -hmm. Which is very rare. Um, Well, you need need three kills in spike plant. Yeah, so very rare for me. And also Um, (laughs) no utility, which you're a controller. So like, yeah, yeah. Or kills uh, in, <laughs> in that case, I'll usually buy Vandal Full and be like, fuck, I can't get utility, and then go Vandal Light plus utility. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I can do Vandal Light plus utility or one of the more expensive rifles plus utility, I'll do that because I, I swap between them. I know you're full, full Vandal full time. Yeah, I am. So. And then uh, other than that, I'll, I'll definitely go, go Bulldog. Um, but yeah, I was just confused because. Cass was earlier using uh, rifle to only refer to to Phantom Vandal. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Makes sense. So yeah. yeah, I was confused at what which uh, version of of rifle you were talking about. The correct version, you know. Yeah, <laughs> some correct opinions in here. Um, but you know, see, I like I'll, I'll do it on defense. On defense, I will gladly buy Vandal if I can afford it with light armor. Um. And my utility can go fuck itself. Uh, well, yeah, on, you're not a controller player. I'm not a controller. But on attack, on attack, I'd have to be able to buy full shields and some utility for that to like be a thought process. Yeah, because you're more likely to use your utility on attack for sure. I'm also more likely to die. Yeah. Like when when I have like when I have the full, or when I buy either Phantom or Vandal on defense. I can play a bit more passively or with somebody so that if I do die, they can grab my rifle. Um, on attack, if I'm smoking and dashing into sight and I die to either a shorty or getting right-clicked or something like that, like, that gun is over there. You're not making it to that gun before they can, necessarily. Yeah. 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 I mean... To to bring it back to, a little bit to what Blade was saying, like I think going into that bonus round with a bulldog or you know any any rifle in that case is so much better than going in with a specter or a stinger. Um, so of course, if I can afford it, and I'm less likely to die in this uh, round two as a controller player or even like initiator. Then I then like a duelist, you know, because you know you might still die as the dive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm more likely to bring my weapon into that bonus. And so it's way better to have that, that because it, I think that the bulldog can absolutely stand up to, to a, like a vandal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they, they like body shot you first or something, right? Like if they get the headshot, you're dying, but mm-hmm. that that's with anything, right? So yeah. And usually if you get a headshot with the, bulldog uh you'll usually kill them too Mm -hmm. i will say if i'm not ads with the bulldog like i'm i'm a big uh get the first headshot and then my bullets start going wild and i'm like fuck (laughs) because like i'm trying to finish it off yeah i'm just always ads man like any any range that's not like 
close, close range. I made yes with the bulldog. Yeah. yeah, I try to be, but a lot of times it's just hard to have that like transition period in your mind where you're like, okay, yeah, this is when I should start doing it if the fights are wonky. We also have to like admit here that you're in a much higher rank than I am, and so it is much more reasonable for me to get two bursts off. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but the ranked reset did hit me hard. Right now I'm P2, so... Dude, I'm silver one. <laughs> I think the ranked reset hit everyone hard. Like I, it, I, it, I dropped it, it didn't hit Cass hard at all. I didn't get hit that hard. I dropped, like, three tiers. Yeah, I went from D2 to gold three. Mm-hmm. Got fucking... Oh, yeah, pretty high. Oh, yeah. yeah, I went yeah. from... I guess I technically went from plat two to gold two. Yeah, I, so you got, you, yeah, I dropped tiers, yeah, I dropped three tiers. Because yeah, I was in I was in plot three for like most of last act and then just went on a massive fucking wash streak. Um down to plot two. Cause I was tilted and I wanted to get to diamond before the end of the act. Um but then Can't happen. I wasn't mistake. there. I wasn't there first, that was the problem. What do you mean? Yeah, like the game won't let you get to diamond unless I've already gotten to diamond. <laughs> Um, put cast right in the loser's queue yeah and then yeah. <laughs> uh, well yeah i also want fucking like dude i got wrecked in my placement games like i i personally don't think i played bad like i for some of them i probably did but like for a couple of the other ones i thought i played pretty good and just got absolutely fucking rolled in place i think i won i think i won all of my placement games and got bumped from gold three to silver one <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this like ideology. Like, like we all know that ranked is like a numbers game. Like, if you play enough, you'll eventually get to your true rank. Yeah, whatever. Like, so like the idea is like twenty percent of all games. Like, no matter what you do, you would have won anyways. And like twenty percent, no matter what you would have done, you would have lost anyways. And then like the sixty percent is where it matters actually. So I know like, it is, I know it is thirty three, thirty three, and thirty three. I mean, it could be closer to that, but like lots of times, mm-hmm. it might be perception where it's the thirty-three, but my actuality be the the twenty-twenty sixty. Right, right. Um, uh, but yeah, it's like I I always see all these threads on like the Valcom subreddit where they get so mad, like showing like these two games, and it's like I understand being frustrated, but sometimes you have to realize it's like that just happens to you. Yeah, like a, a few games, like it doesn't show the whole picture Mm -hmm. right if you're playing that well in your games you're going to rank up kind of deal um Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know there was a really egregious example of like of a lost game that um is it dupont posted in the in the server discord server yeah i think it was um where it was like him as match mvp two of his teammates right under him and they lost the fucking game and I'm like, that is brutal. Where three, like three of your team were the top of the scoreboard, and you lose the game anyway. I'm like, yeah, there's ju- nothing you can do there. You obviously did your best, as like. Mm-hmm. I don't know we had. I I had a game that I put in early, and like, we actually did end up winning this. Um, I don't think we should have. It it, it came down to a lot of overperforming clutches in which you probably have no business winning this clutch, but, like, in a couple key rounds where it, like, reset their econ or whatever, like, people pulled some, like, crazy... Or, like, they got the 1v1 that they needed, and that happened consistently. But, um... 
like the rain on the other team was i'm assuming heavily smurfing um and had 40 uh, like dropped a 40 bomb in regulation like quite handedly might have gotten close to 50 uh and was just absolutely wrecking our shit when we were on defense and then on offense we went with the uh avoid reina strategy and somehow just won enough 1v1s to bring it to OT and we ended up winning the game but I feel like that's one of those games that like we had no business winning oh I I love those types of games like uh I think some of my favorite games are like when you look at like the scoreboard it's like say it's like five rounds to five but like the other the enemy team just has like so many more kills than you because like the rounds they win they dominate and like the ones you win it's like very close (laughs) yeah like (laughs) 1v1 or like you maybe even died but the spike exploded or something Mm -hmm. like when you get those and you're just like oh you're dropping 40 but you know like you still lost each (laughs) ship like there's nothing that makes me feel better it's like yeah you probably didn't play with your team well and you just were just doing stuff to get you kills instead of winning the game and i won the fucking game so (laughs) i love those Mm mm-hmm yeah, it feels great when you're on that side of it. When you're on the other, it just feels like shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when you're like, like, I dropped fucking 40 kills and my team could not pull through. Mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my highest kill count game ever, we lost. And yeah. I was so salty because Jet got insta-locked over me. And so I had to go with an omen on, um, on uh, fucking Icebox. And I dropped 44 kills, and our team lost. I'm sitting there just being like, fuck, dude, you should have given me the jet. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty salty about that one. Um, yeah, I think my most ridiculous score line was, like, at the end of last act. I think I was, like, 27 and, like, 7 or something like that. Like, I think I started the game, like, 14 and 2. It was just, like... I felt like I was like walking on water, whereas like every single stupid decision, if I wanted to like ego peak, it just worked you out. Just and I get two. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, it's one of those times. Flow states entered. Chase, didn't you have a game that you ended without dying once? Yeah, I was about to bring that up actually. <laughs> uh, because yeah, I do have a game where I had zero deaths. Um, I've got remakes like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was have- like. Yeah, full I might last have a game. surrender like that. Full last game. Um, and I didn't realize until... Like, eventually I realized. But it was, like, the last few rounds where I was really trying not to die. Yeah, you so were not like a weenie. Well, yeah, but we fucking won the game, didn't we? <laughs> and it, it was this was, like, fucking 20 <clears throat> rounds in. It wasn't, like, a... I don't think it was a stomp. I think it was kind of a mediocre. It was probably, like, a 13-6 or 7. Something no, like no, that. I'm pretty sure we 13-0'd them. Did we? I think so. No. You sure? That last pistol, they're all just like... I think I was just... I think I was saving. <laughs> There's no way. Man, I, I, I think I would just save a lot, but that, you're you're right. It was probably, uh, probably closer than that. Maybe maybe I saved once or twice. Yeah. But... I don't know. Oh, I, and you and you get criticized Cass for saving. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, why, that's why I'm rewinding, because I'm like, that's not really how I play. So that would be more of a cast win if it was that, <laughs> that close of a game. But, like, um, I think the... 
I, I think the funny thing is here is your your mentality when you look at the scoreboard and you see that you're like fifteen and zero. I'm like fuck, dude. I'm fifteen and zero. I'm winning every duel. Fuck it. I'm running it down. I can't lose a gunfight right now. And you're just like, ooh, I should not die here. That'd be cool. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the difference would be being fifteen and zero or fifteen and two. Because fifteen and two, you're running it down. You're like, I'm winning everything. But fifteen and zero, you're like, oh fuck. I should try to not die. Nah, fifteen and zero. I'm like, holy shit. They can't kill me. I got plot well, armor. How many <laughs> rounds I'm in too? Like if I'm in yeah. like four rounds in or whatever, and I'm like ten and zero or something, I'm like, I'll, I'll still just take normal fights. But if it's like round nine or something, it's like I could see being like, I could do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it would have to be like, how late do you realize you haven't the, died yet? Like, yeah, it, the game would have to be at like eleven two, and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't died yet. Hmm. Which is what literally what I'm saying is like that. I think that that's how it was. Yeah, but still, I, I, I think I'd be like, oh, shit, I haven't died yet. They can't kill me. I'm fucking taking every gunfight imaginable. I feel <laughs> like I'm Neo right now. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, wait, you brought up an interesting point prior to this podcast about how a certain um, Valorant content creator believes that Deadlock is actually good. And I have some thoughts on the matter, but I'd like to hear your, or I'd like to hear what whoever this content creator said was. Okay, so it's not just like a random, like, ranked coach who's like, I made it to Radiant in 2X. You should trust me with all your stuff. It's Sean Garris. And for people who don't follow esports, like, he's basically like a legendary figure. He's tenured in CS. Uh, he coached 100 Thieves Valorant, got him to champions. Uh, in 2022 well they're not going this year uh we just watched that happen uh but well he's not coaching anymore so it doesn't matter for his pedigree but wait is there no uh, is there no lower bracket run possible or are they just out of the nope that was single limb that was a single limb game now does it go to double limb now now it's double limb also they did that to punish uh like people who place lower in the standings to kind of make it where it's like I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. It's like a couple qualifier games before you actually get into the... Yeah, I know, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. But also, Crew took down Furia today. Yep, the Crewpium levels are skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going crazy. Mm -hmm. but, Did they 2-0 uh, in, the, in the game yesterday? Yeah, they crushed MIBR. Yeah. Okay, it yeah. was not close. We, we only sure. watched the first game yeah. last night before we uh, were falling asleep and had to shut it off. So, uh, but wasn't wasn't MIBR and like was Furia playing with the sub too? Yeah, Furia was playing with the sub. Okay, okay. Their sub was doing pretty well. Uh, hmm. But also the sub that was playing for MIBR, it was the person who knifed. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cryo. Under thieves, yeah, knifed Cryo to send EG into playoffs, which started this timeline yeah. of EG being like top dark five team in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to be in this timeline. Yeah. I love EG. Uh, but back to Deadlock. So uh, Sean Garris actually thinks that Deadlock is pretty powerful. I He might think there needs to be like slight buffs, but I think his main argument is that it's a very different agent compared to like anything else we've seen in the game like there's stuff like it she has abilities like sage and kind of like the info sentinels cypher and gj but like how they synthesize together it creates like a completely different play style 
So uh, I think he said like he was having like extreme success on just being able to like make sites impossible to take, like even more impossible than KJ and like the use out of his wall. He was getting like giga use out of it because since he has a huge brain, he's able to think of things on the fly better than most Valorant players who have like the heuristics in their brain. It's like, oh, if this happens, I do this. So like he had a, he's able to think more on the fly and like limit test and actually kind of like forage how the agent should be played. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing I'd kind of like draw like an, a comparison to is like, do you remember like when chamber was like first being announced, everyone kind of thought he'd be dog shit <laughs> or people were like, well, the TP is not that fast when you come out of it. So you can't do like what they said you could do like TP in and then just kill someone. It's like completely different. And once people started playing him, they realized like, okay, yeah, he's just the goaded op agent and he's fucking crazy. Right. I think like something like that could happen with deadlock, but it would take more time because it's not a shoot gun agent. It's a complicated util agent. I mean, I'm just hearing Sean Garris is pretty good at the game and can kind of wreck some people, but like, I'm not hearing any valid points here that are like, oh yeah, the fucking crouch net that can be removed in like point one of a second is like super good in this circumstance. Like, how how the fuck is he using this util to like actual advantage? I think he's able to like use the crouch net, uh, like as a faster like uh, seize, and I think he can go further. I think all of Fade's abilities like they drop down after a certain point. So it's like you're able to get better things and you have really good util combos. And uh, I think he really liked it on Lotus, like comboing uh, like uh, Nade and uh, or the net Nade raises Nade and like a Sky Flash. And it's basically like impossible to fight a main against that. Like you will automatically win because they can't fucking move. They're getting fucking pressured everywhere and they're flashed. Whereas a lot of agents can't do that. But is he's not just better for that? Well, the thing is, you also have to think of like, there's like an opportunity cost of having fade versus a sentinel. So like, if you don't necessarily need a fade because you have a sky, C's might be like pound for pound a better ability, but. I see, I see. Yeah, but you have a sentinel now, but the sentinel, like each piece of util seems to be outclassed by a different agent's util i've got i've got some interesting takes on her her traps but like one of the things that i don't know yet is as jet i can beat the the seas like i can dash yeah i can dash through before the seas lands and like i know the timing on that like i know for sure i can get through this and i can dash to rubble before the seas hits now if this grab net has a different projectile motion. Like, I don't, yeah, but you can learn that just as easily, can't you? Like, I, I guess, but I'm saying I don't know if I can beat that. Like, if you throw that off barrier drop, I'm not confident. Like, I, I just don't know what the timing is, right? Is that something that I can prime my dash and get through that before that activates? Also, because I've never been hit by it, I don't know how that messes with my dash mechanic. Because the seas, I think you're still able to dash. Like the seas, I can't dash out of. Yeah, but the I think you can still dash. 
Yeah, I don't know I'm... how that affects my dash mechanic, but one of the interesting things about jet dash is um, if you standing dash, you go a certain distance. If you crouch dash, you go less distance. And then if you jump dash, you go a farther distance. Like they're, they're I don't like, know if I knew that, but they're, yeah, they're different that, dash distances. So you're you probably get. in a in the crouch. If you can dash out of yeah. it, you're probably in a crouch dash position. So the question is, can I make it to rubble? Or am I going to get stuck in the open? Could you just dash back? I could dash out of it, but that doesn't help us gain control of A main. They got, they got yeah, what they wanted. Like they got A main. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't um, get the kill, but like so. Yeah, yeah. but they have A main. Um, and so the question mm -hmm. is, can I get to Rebel and put some pressure on them so that they can't necessarily pressure everybody else who's like flooding out of the A main choke point? Which I, I I don't know. I've never been hit by the seas. I don't or not the seas. The gravnet thing. I don't know how that functions. But what, I mean, what I've I been think... I've been hit by it in like TDM, but not in game. Mm. Um, I feel like TDM is a lot more chaotic, and like you have more opportunity to be hit by it. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen enough deadlock in my games, and uh, I think uh, kind of a harbor situation is happening where it's like perception is that she's weak as hell uh, and the thing is like she might be weak uh, it's just like the thoughts of one analyst versus a lot of other people who think she is way too weak uh, but when an agent starts out weak like that people aren't learning them because they're like well why would I even try to learn it because my KJ is just better and I know the value I get out of that versus i Deadlock seems like they give me less value, and I uh, and I don't need to learn it because it'll just make me lose RR. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like I think Harbor is a really good example, but there's definitely people who, or like a thing that happens when, um, when new agents come out that are perceived as weak, which is people just don't play them, and then it takes a lot longer to to actually see the value, and they end up being pretty good and like end up in in the meta that exactly happened with harbor but harbor had to be buffed before that happened mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but yeah, and so give... i feel like this is going to be a similar thing is like you know, they had to give him another uh cascade, cascade. And, um, yeah. i think there's definitely going to need to be things done um yeah. to deadlock before she even comes close to being seen in the meta um i don't think they need to be that drastic of changes though to make her like extremely strong uh personally um there's always thing, a fine line but yeah for sure and one thing you said chase earlier is that like you can like compare like for like on utility and uh like each is weaker than a thing but lots of times you have to think about it in culmination with a character because like you're not bringing just that one piece of utility you're bringing like everything that they have in combination like if i could like make an agent or whatever like i would like skies flashes her dog and a brimstone molly it's like that'd be right. crazy but like that's impossible like you have to deal with the heel the heel's still good because sky's really really good but uh like can I, can you I have take... to take you have to yeah. view everything together and how it interacts with each other versus just strength of an ability alone mm -hmm. of course because having like four agents that do what one agent can do just a little worse is is very different right yeah yeah, but the thing is, those other agents also come with other utility, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's not like 
Yeah, but, but you couldn't you... have a comp with a fade and a sage. Like that no, is a very like, viable comp. Sure, but like if you already have a Sova in there, do you need the fade? Right? Yeah, and there's lots like, of times you don't need the No, but then maybe you could drop the Sova. Maybe you can drop the Sova. Why maybe. why do you need the Sova if you have the fade? If you want to do these specific things, maybe the fade is a better choice for you anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying like it, it, like you could view it as like a combin like a like like you're you want the Sova util for something specific, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then you like can also have these roles some of, sort of gravnet thing. Right, exactly. Um, the other thing is, so long as we're just picking abilities to have, uh, can I have Jet Dash, Updraft, Smoke, and then Chamber Alt? Just, because Jet Alt isn't... Up. Yeah, but I like Jet Chamber Alt. Jet Alt isn't good enough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I like Op. <laughs> oh, you like to scope in on your knives. Yeah, this yeah. is a Jet buff that needs to happen. Allow scoped in knives. That's <laughs> also yeah, can, the knives what one just do... can the knives one shot to the body? Is that too much to ask for? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, no, I think that's probably fine. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, just running and jumping, just golden gun, five of them, just <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. that'd be great. Well, that was what right click used to be. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, we're okay, but what what I'm seeing the potential here is um is playing off your concussing trap guys because yeah if they ever fucking go off okay but like something that i haven't seen anybody actually do in like a ranked game when i've played with uh, a deadlock either on my team or on the other team is, is be hit by up. one well yeah okay number one be hit by <laughs> one but like have them layered in fact i don't think i've actually ever seen one go off to be honest Neither have um, I. I've never seen one go off in game, and there's been a deadlock in. I, I've only played like six games, but probably, probably five of those six games, there's been a deadlock, and I've never seen a trap go off. Yeah, to be honest, I've never seen any of deadlock's utility besides this one cocoon I had to shoot once, uh, and I discovered that a full fucking clip of my phantom could not break it. But um, there is a cocoon in our last game too. Mm, just, I guess yeah. I just didn't see it. But at any rate. I, I see some serious potential to layer your your two concussma guys so that if one of them gets shot while well, the other one's going off and you can put them deeper in than you would a cipher trip because the problem with the cipher trip is sure if they hit it like I know where they are but the cipher trip doesn't do anything to inhibit their ability to take a duel with me Unless they're a jet who's trying to dash in and is now just being bungeed back and forth. Um, yeah, but, or other utility like one ways that you set up too. Right, right. If I have I my cages that. in play, then that's one thing as well. But like the concusses are something that like I don't need to then activate a cage so that I can then take this unfair duel. It's these concusses go off and they're concussed. And I've seen some really good ones with like a double setup uh, going outside of like hookah. And so, like, as you jump out of hookah, there's one on the wall behind you, and then there's, like, one on the wall to your side, or something like that, or, like, maybe even on, like, default plant, or on the front of that box, or whatever, and you shoot the one, and maybe, like, maybe you shoot the one in time, but then there's the other one behind you that's going off still. Um, like, I I've definitely seen on, like, YouTube and on, like, Reddit and stuff people having good clips of which they've like layered the two of them over top of each other. And it's not super realistic for you to be able to shoot both. Yeah. I mean, I think a general 
like I was saying earlier, where it's like since she's a different type of Sentinel, people are trying to play her like she's KJ or Cypher, like Norwegian hot blonde lady version, but she's not. She's female, female Sova version. It's gender yeah, female Sova. Sova version. Yeah, so like I, I kind of see like the time to use or where to place those is like where you'd almost place your KJ mollies. Like, not necessarily like for the info, but like if, uh, if they're attacking, they're going to get fucked by this type of utility. Like, like Ascent B-side, I'll use as an example. Like, I'd probably put one like on lane to like stop that push and like one on switch instead of like one right outside of uh, B main, like you would like an alarm bot or a KJ turret or a cypher trip. Cause I think deadlock punishes you more for once you're pushing in. That's when yeah, you're, when you're like, making noise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like once you're committed and you're executing on the site, that's when they get value. Not like, as an info tool can uh, you act off of it or is it just like a one second delay right where you already have to have cleared site well i mean like uh whereas like, like a, a kj molly like fucking you're like okay i can't go here well, i mean like the thing is like i could easily see someone playing like on that like little lane uh jump up uh, like peak or whatever yeah or like right behind that uh little d- uh, wall it's like oh they're pushing it mm-hmm. okay they got stunned and that should be like an easy thing to clean up versus like a kj molly that honestly might be easier to kill them when they're stunned uh, but like that's just kind of like what i'm thinking and then i think also something that's like underutilized is using the wall to separate like i think before or the idea is like you're using it as a sage wall because it's because it is a sage wall but since you can throw it, you can be like, oh, jet dashed, throw it over onto main. So now the jet's isolated. Like, that's something that's probably not being used to its fullest potential that would probably make a pretty big difference on how effective it is. I mean, maybe, but if a jet's dashing like into a smoke or something, yes, they're isolated, but you know, you have people behind them that can spray that down. Or there's probably a smoke on that choke that they yeah, were hoping so to flood like... out of. Yeah, it's already smoked, so you throw that yeah. fucking wall, and then now those people can't even enter the site to help, and they can't see anything, so it's like... Right, and the then jet. Jet's alone. I mean, yeah, that could be useful as well. And then I can fucking mold at my team for not following me in. Yeah, how dare they? Yeah. Come on, shoot the thing. It only takes one clip. Well, at least that, in that, you can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can actually mold... Uh, rather than like being mollied off and you're like well i couldn't shoot the fucking molly sorry <laughs> like <laughs> yeah run through the molly asshole it's not a phoenix molly it won't kill you running through it yep i i feel like almost as if people respect mollies too much in this game i know i know this is a bit of a non sequitur but like no it's related uh yeah i think i think there's way more opportunity like when people like don't push past like viper mollies i'm mauled every time i'm like bro like the vulnerable sucks but they're not killing three of us running out unless they have like a god clip or whatever and that doesn't happen all the time and if we're properly like using util to get out 
hopefully they shouldn't be able to shoot us in the first place. Mm-hmm. I know, the one that I, I mean, find is, like, often... And I've been doing this a bit more. But, like, uh, I find it very evident when you're leaving showers to, like, get onto site. Is like, if there's a brim there, like, oftentimes there'll be a brim smoke and a brim molly. And if I walk through that brim molly, whoever is there is just assuming, oh, this is an impenetrable wall and has their crosshair pointed at short. Yes, definitely. Like, I get a lot of as, as a brim, I if I molly and smoke off an angle, no one's pushing through that shit. Yeah, I'm saying, you gotta disrespect it. it. Yeah, you gotta disrespect it from time to time. The, Obviously, the not thing every is, I'd even run time. through it, because walking through it, I think you, like, live with 2 HP. Oh, no, no, I would run through it. Like, I'm making noise getting yeah. through there. Uh, like, I'd probably yeah. bunny hop through it. But, like, like, you gotta disrespect it. And if they flick over to me in the amount of time it takes me to bunny hop through that and then get the shot off, you know what? Good for you. But like, but then they only have to hit a body shot. No, they don't. Depending on what, body what you got. Yeah, but like, I'm not taking. Probably hit you two, two body not, shots. Probably. Yeah, like I'm not taking 125 damage pushing through that. Yeah, probably not. Um, I, I could easily see you taking 70 though. Yeah. Which, yeah. Granted. Yeah. Um, which is like, significant. Yeah, but like seventy yeah. to get a kill is worth it. I'd take that any day of the week. Well, no, seven, but seventy to have a shot at the head. Whereas if you miss that shot on the head, you hit the body. They're possibly able to flick on you and get two shots off before you can get three shots no, off. But they're but they're in fucking their crosshairs in Narnia, man. I mean, I I agree with you that like it's okay to to disrespect them. I mean, we just saw uh, an attempt at that in the Hundred Thieves Sentinels game. Yeah. Um, it didn't work. Obviously, I, it he, was like Asuna. Yeah, I think he took too much damage early on in the round to to justify that play. No, I think he I think he was full health when he started walking through that. I, I'm not 100 percent confident, mm-hmm. but he he walked through this molly. It was mollied and smoked. He flashed out of it and then expected everybody to be looking the other way, but somebody just flicked and sprayed while full blind. No, he died in the molly. Like he died to molly damage. No, he died to a spray. In the in the instance that I'm thinking of. Well, and I think it might have been like the spray might have pushed him back too, maybe too. Okay, it could you know? have been something like that. Yeah, like he got he gets hit by a spray. Oh fuck, I got a retreat. Never mind, can't there's a molly there still. I am like I'm very confident the kill feed listed it as a molly kill. But Okay. Um, yeah, it, it didn't work there, but obviously that's pro. It, yeah, it yeah. could definitely work more in ranked games. And and also, I, I, I more see it with, like, like with the KO nade. I feel like the KO nade gets a bit too much disrespect, because I'm pretty sure you can take a single tick of damage to get through that. Oh, yeah, you can easily... Or you will not die anywhere close to it. I think it takes two pulses, like, pretty close to center to die to a KO nade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you can easily disrespect that. But it's also just, like, when you're doing that, it depends on, like, the situation, obviously. If it's, like, a one person pushing it, it's very different than, like, trying to get your whole team to do that. And then now your whole team is down, like, yeah. how much HP. Like, right, right. That's, like, kind of the quandary with, like, pushing mollies. Like, I think it's best as, like, a solo endeavor, like, to get a timing or a flank or whatever. But going, like, through the choke like that, that's just so dangerous. Like, aren't you super proud, Chase, of all your, like, oh, yeah, I got, like, 300 damage from this molly that they just... Oh, incredibly <laughs> proud, because it fucking works well. And that's that's exactly what I'm talking about, is people, like, will sometimes disrespect that that molly 
as they're pushing onto site and all five of them run through my molly i'm like okay that was like 400 damage with a molly that round mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah i'll take that every day of the week yeah even if i didn't get any of those kills i'm gonna get four assists right like yeah you gotta play for those stats man you know <laughs> but i feel like you gotta just suck mollies every once in a while oh yeah for sure just, i mean just to valorant, keep them on their toes i mean valorant's all a game about like expectations and risk so like without taking any risks you'll never win around mm -hmm. like executing on site is like a risk in and of itself like are they stacked here do they is it the strong site do they have sentinel utility like all this different stuff comes into play and you need to assess like when is it time to take more risks like especially during like eco rounds like hell yeah i'll push mollies like i'm not expected to win this round anyways like what is like doing something that's like quote unquote stupid or not correct but it might uh convert into like a one for one that can lead to a round win Mm -hmm. I mean, that's definitely a, a good point, especially in ranked, because I feel like in ranked people often play an eco round how they would a full buy they with worse weapons. And I'm like, you're expected to lose that way. Yeah. Now, yeah. what you need to do in an eco round is is make a stupid play. Like if you think, oh, that's dumb. That's what you should be doing on an eco round, because maybe it'll work. And that's the best odds that you have at winning this round. Yeah, you want to try to increase variance as much as possible. Like when you have eco advantage, like I lots of times I'm like telling my teams like make sure to take long long range fights. We have gun advantage. Like I don't know about you guys, but if I'm playing Haven or something, I'm like I want to go see long on second round after I won pistol because I want to use I want to use my gun diff, and it's easiest to do that on C. Oh, dude, I or, want like, them. I want them to push. Uh see after after winning pistol Let me tell I you, mean, man, not marshalling on a gun diff on siwang <laughs> i mean you can get one but like if it's five people running at you like that i mean you might get stuff but usually i think it's like your highest percentage chance of winning versus like oh yeah let me just go into a short real quick and just oh okay there's two people with shorties in a short <laughs> <laughs> just lose two people like that okay also, he's talking about the opposite situation, Cass, where like you're on attack and you win pistol. Yeah. Then you should be C. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like I you're talking them. about you want them on the eco to be no, pushing no, C no, long, no, 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 obviously, no. because you have no, no. the marshal. I, I want them after they've won pistol to push my marshal on C long. But you don't have a marshal, it's round yes, two. Yes, I do. I mean that's dumb. <laughs> that's just dumb. I can buy I can buy <laughs> rifle light round three. There you go. And if I get a kill, I can buy my utility. And there if I get go. two kills, I can get that rifle is some full. Fucking jet ass mentality <laughs> right here. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm disgusted honestly hearing this shit. <laughs> you bet your yeah. ass I got a marshal on that. Uh, but no, mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree with you. Like it's like you see it a lot on Pearl, right? It's like okay, we won pistol. Like, we're fucking running our asses down B1. Yeah. And I think that's, like, because it's wide enough, it's not even, like, a choke. Like, you can't hold all of B1 with a marshal. You mm -hmm. might possibly be able to hold all of B1 with an AWP. 
maybe. Yeah, or but even that's like, hard if they got if you got four people running it fucking down on on B one. Like, I don't love my odds with an op. Like, like with an op, like I usually would play like halls, mm-hmm. uh, back hall, and then like I try to get one, and then try to go to like the other side of hall and play there. Yeah, because like trying to peek that again, it's just there's so much variance in trying to do that. Mm-hmm. You're just asking to get shit on. Right, because like I don't know where to put my crosshair on the repeat. Um, yeah. but like I see, I I like playing either that close box, um, like right where the bad plant spot is, yeah, instead yeah. of halls, mm-hmm. or alternatively on like by the screens area because I can dash out of that. But um, if you're not jet, then obviously you can't dash out of that. So maybe not mm-hmm. the best place to be stuck. Um, but no, I agree with you. I, I then like falling back to the other side of halls and then playing from there or updrafting yeah. to heaven. Um, I mean, honestly, that's how you should do it with a rifle too, but with an op, it's just for your kills. Yeah. Uh, but like, even then, like, I don't think an op can single-handedly hold B1. Um, you it might can mentally. Maybe. Like, maybe if, yeah. maybe if the other team lets or gets scared and backs off, then maybe. Well, the, the, the chamber thing. pops his ult, and you hear that as soon as the barriers drop. Yeah. You're you're going to be like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't push B-Long. <laughs> and that happens every single time, right? And say, yeah. same with, like, C-Long Haven, mm-hmm. right? Like, any long angle, you're like, oh, the chamber's there with, with ult. Like, we shouldn't push this shit. Right? Yeah, Let's I, take closer okay. duels. But I think the difference is, on C-Long, it's tight enough that an op or a chamber alt can realistically hold that on his lonesome yeah i i understand that you're saying that uh b long on pearl is like a significantly wider angle mm-hmm. yeah, uh, where people can po- peek from a bunch insane outlier yeah yeah um but yeah like i i yeah like i truly believe that like that is one of the angles that like an op can single-handedly just own and there's not a lot you can fucking do about it whereas like on the other side of haven like on a or on A-Long, like, you might be able to take full control over that, but that's also commonly smoked off so that then they can cross to sewers. And unless somebody's holding short for you, like, now that's in the back of your mind. Regardless, Or commonly flashed if you have a Sky or a KO. Yeah. Um, And I find that, like, not enough people flash out of that C-Long angle. Um, Mm. Which... I get great value out of people not doing that. But, um, and like, I can kind of see it from the perspective of, like, not playing a sky and, like, your flashes are limited and they don't recharge. And it's like, ah, do I really want to use a flash on this? Um, I can kind of see that aspect of it, but I think that's just the freest off angle in the game is C-Long. I think C long might be freer, but I think A long is infinitely more powerful because, like, if you control a lobby, there's no way they're getting to A. Like, if you have an offset up there, like, you'll know if they cross, you'll get a kill probably, and you control all of A. So now everyone on your team can like go and play B or Garage or C, mm-hmm. whereas you're just you're just there and they're. You're just asking for them to be like, oh, yeah, come on, do it. Yeah, rotate so, it off. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's always like kind of an interesting 
thing to talk about like how map design or how maps like influence how you play right and there's always garage yeah right? for c for c that's for why c. i was saying like it's yeah. not as powerful because you can do a garage hit and now like you're worried about people coming from there and then people can also be coming from c long at the same time mm -hmm. no i i definitely agree it's not as powerful as controlling a lobby but i feel like it is somewhat realistic to be able to bunny hop through that angle and not get off. Like obviously yeah. if you're if you're going up against someone who has proven that they will hit that shot, then maybe that's something to consider. Like, okay, we should we should smoke this off or flash them off the angle before trying to cross here. Um, or just faking that we could be crossing here. But like yeah. I find that like it, it's it, it's definitely stronger. I just think the freest angle in the game is Siwon. Yeah, like any person with a vandal trying to contest you, they're they're just asking to lose. Versus, mm -hmm. like you're going to use more utility for a lot because it's a stronger position to hold. Anything to add on the op talk? Even though I don't even use use op much. Yeah, I I have an op skin now because I bought the fucking RGX pack. Um, but I don't think I've purchased it at all, except for when somebody asks if I have, if I have an op skin. <laughs> this is the only time I ever buy op. So you need uh, to bring I, out the the brim up. Like brim if you don't up? have a if you don't have a jet on your team, like honestly, like I've I've found that buying an op lots of times, even if you don't have like an op character, it still just exerts so much pressure because I mean it is the most powerful gun in the game for a reason. There's a reason why it's 4,700 credits versus a rifle's 29. Like, you just have to play how a normal sniper would play versus Jet, who can just do stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, I, I, I did it on Cypher, like, quite a bit when I first started playing Cypher. And, like, yeah, I mean, it's good because you're good at the op. Yeah, like... granted, I, I op a lot, but, like, I, I'm not parried to end, so I I, I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a secret. Uh, opping isn't hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the. Uh, it's probably the same as the Odin for me. <laughs> well, no, you're you're a tap fire. You just you just click them once. Yeah, easy. Yeah. See, that, that's I mean, in a way, I'm, I'm really good at target acquisition. I'm not good at target tracking. And the good thing about the op is I don't have to track shit. I yeah, have you, to you get just to you flick once. and click. Yeah, which I'm actually pretty good at. Um, but I, I find that the... I, I, I feel like there's something to be said about... And like it might just be, you know, like the, the play style of like um, Cypher and KJ that allow for this. But I feel like when you don't have an agent that has the benefit of movement abilities, um, like when that's just not in the lobby, then having an op on either one of those two Sentinel agents uh, can be really strong in terms of you can have all your utility doing something else, and then you're just holding... So like as Cypher, I can have two of my trips holding two different angles or two different avenues, and then I can op a third avenue. And just be like, fuck you, these three are not penetratable. Um, whereas, like, alternatively, if I don't have the off, I'm probably going to try to play off my, my trips or my cages or whatever. But 
when I do have the op in my hand, I can just set those up and let my teammates play off those. And then I'm just solely focused on, this is an angle you're not fucking crossing. And I'm sure KJ could do a very similar thing. I mean, wasn't that the whole idea behind Chamber as like an agent? Like, your your whole kit is about you're holding down a lane with an op mm-hmm. versus using your like a smoke or a molly or whatever to hold that down. Yeah, which yeah. is why it was so fucking good. Yeah, but the chamber got because the op good. the op is very is very good and significantly better than a molly. Yep, it's almost like you just click them once. Kind yeah, crazy. Yeah, but it's almost like it's about you know ten times the price. <laughs> uh, you know, probably more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it, using op if you don't have like a person that uses it, it just adds so much more pressure instead of just full rifle all the time. Just having that threat that someone could be having an op is lots of times worth it, even if you're not an optimal agent for it. In yeah. my opinion, at least. The other thing that I've found like occasionally, which like I have a really hard time trying to balance. Because, at least on defense, as Jet, I should be buying an op. Especially if I have the money to do so. Um, But if I'm popping off with a rifle, I have a really hard time deciding, like, okay, but I should buy an op. Yeah, it's like, well, but I'm getting two and three consistently with the rifle. Well, I think that if you're getting two and three, then that's better than holding down a lane with an op, because you're holding down a fucking lane with a rifle way better. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there, there's a difference there. Um, but there also is, like, the idea of pressure, like, having that op on the board adds something to it, where it's like... I Does, does that if, not add as much as, no, no, I oh, think this the, jet is getting three every round? No, Let's I, avoid I, the jet? No, but I think the op has passive value. The op has value no, in... But so does popping off. No, because like, okay, granted, but like, you're you're more concerned about flashing every angle when there's an op in play and burning flashes on something that nobody's holding. You're you're more concerned about using that smoke on a main so that you can cross to sewers, instead of just being like, ah, oh, well, like, yeah, sure, there's it a rifle on this angle, yeah, yeah, and like, but like, come on, they're not gonna get that headshot. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe you maybe you use more util, which is yeah. is valuable. But also, like, are you not using that util more diligently when there's, like, like you were talking about earlier, Reyna that's getting, dropping 40 in the, in the lobby? Not necessarily. Because... I'm just trying to find where the rain is and fucking run away. And you can actually do that versus if you find the jet with the op, you're dead. Yeah. Someone's dead after you found the jet. Yeah. Well, like, what I would say is, like, just think about it in terms of, like, how much more afraid are you of contesting mid- in a scent, if you know that there's an op on the board, like even if you know that there's like a rainer that's popping off, you'll like, still kind of peek it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll still you'll still be okay peeking it, and you're just like, okay, well they shit on me again, that sucks. But it still is not like an unreasonable fight for you to take. But if you know there's an op on the pl- or on the board, and they like playing mid, like it's a stupid idea to like contest mid at all. Hell out to cast. <laughs> Cass is, uh, I'm going to go buy an op any- anyway, and it's the fucking jet on the other team that does have 40 kills on the other side. <laughs> yeah, but you can't admit defeat. Yeah, you might as well surrender know. at that point. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
sometimes you do stuff that you shouldn't do, but like you can acknowledge that it could be a stupid decision. Like I do that all the time in my rank games. It's like I'm gonna go for this stupid aggro like flank. Like I'm flanking two seconds into the round because I know they rush all the time. It's like that could be stupid, but the value you can get is maybe like really good. And if you can take that jet off the off the table, then it might be a free round. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it really comes down to cast. If you think that you're popping off with a rifle, is that um, mutually exclusive to popping off with the op? Unfortunately, it appears to be the case. So then, therefore, it is better to stick with the rifle. Yeah, I know, but like, yeah. but no, but like, but it's not always the case. Because that that's saying that, like, yes, I'm popping off with a rifle, but if I switch to the op, yes, like, there's the the mental thing. But as soon as you miss op shots, they're gonna be like, well, we could just push the op. No, but like I'm, I'm more likely. I feel like I'm more likely to get one, with an op. But the, the thing with the rifle is like, the rifle is just way fucking better at retaking. Yeah. You know, and it's like yeah, if no I'm shit. winning, yeah. If I'm winning my gunfights, and I feel like I'm consistently winning my gunfights, it's like, well, I yeah, I'd you rather, want the versatility. Yeah, it's like I'd rather have the versatility there. Like if they push my sight, great, I'm winning my gunfights. If they go to the other site and I have to retake, well, optimal? No, but I'm winning my gunfights. Um, whereas with the op, it's a lot of, ah, well, shit. Uh, nobody calmed that they were on B site, and I'm stuck over here holding the fucking angle that nobody's at. And now I'm yeah. going to go hide in the corner for a minute and a half while I wait for the spike to explode. Yeah, that always sucks. Um, actually, there's something funny, like, talking about opping and stuff uh i've become a bit of a banana head myself uh not necessarily because of hunter but i've been listening to more wahujin and stuff uh one line that he said is actually like for initiators you should love having a jet that is actually willing to op on your team because that means like you can just set them up for free ass kills by getting them on good lines and like that should be your primary objective if you do have an op on your team getting them on those good places to get like free kills is just so powerful versus like people don't do that all the time, but they should. Mm -hmm. God, I mean, we've done so much promotion for Wahujin. Like when's he going to return the favor? <laughs> yeah, true. I'm sure he needs it because he's been popping off. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, he, he has pretty good or he has good content, so he, he deserves a shout. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe B tier if we're, like, if we're considering us A tier, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we we put in way more effort with the, the show up strat mm -hmm. versus the <laughs> VOD reviewing everyone actually being radiant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just, I put Close in so second. much effort for this podcast. Like, honestly, it's just, <laughs> it's insane the hours that I spend, you know, preparing and, you know, VOD reviewing and... You spent a lot uh, of time dodging the last podcast. <laughs> uh, I mean, I listened to the last podcast on the left. Does that count? No. Not oh, same. Oh. <laughs> uh. Excited for Oppenheimer? They did the Manhattan Project episode. Uh, I listened to all six of them. <laughs> yep. Alrighty. Well, one last thing that I want to talk about here before we uh, go our own separate ways is... um. Riot, a while back, kind of flirted with the idea of buffing Omen Salt. Yeah. 
and yeah, they with, still the, with the like one thing where where like it was in the PBE, but then never got into the game kind of yeah, deal. I don't even know if it was in the PBE. They were just talking about how it would like, like kind of blind like, near. yeah, blind, like near sight people who were near his alt. Yeah. Uh, when it went through and then people were talking about that maybe being way too busted, which like, maybe they've got a point on that. But like, I think now that Cypher's alt has been buffed, I don't think it's a stretch to say that Omen's alt is now the worst in the game. And I guess one, like, it, this is a two-part question. First being, is that just okay? Like, is someone's alt going to be the worst in the game? Um, yeah. And then the next part to that question being, like, well, if they were to do something to it, what would you have them do? Well, I think that that's kind of the thing that Riot probably came to, which is that someone's has got to be the worst in the game. Um, obviously, it's best if there's an argument. For who's is the worst in the game, and so then it's like kind of more even. Um, but also they probably just realized that Omen's good enough and is still getting pick rate as it is. Like if we buff him, then like even buffing the ult, which is really bad, will buff him as an agent entirely. So what you combine that with a nerf to something else, but does that like is that changing too much in which like you're gonna fall too on the short side or on the high side? It it's like very difficult to balance in that way. So I think they're just like, oh, let's leave him. He's getting enough playtime as it is. Um, and the ult can just be bad. Yeah, I think he's the most versatile smoker in the game. Like, if I don't know, like, a like a controller to pick, like, Omen probably should be the answer. Like, he works on every map with his long-range smokes. Uh, his flash provides really good value. And his TPs, while not very situation or pretty situational, they can you can do stuff that you can't do with other agents like Lotus, for example, like having that uh, TP into rubble on a main, like that can provide like a huge amount of value by just creating space like that. And you also are like the only non duelist. I think that can like, or I guess chamber two, then get like elevated positions without uh, doing like uh, boosts. So I think he's, he's so good at just like, everything adding in more stuff to his ulti even though you never pick for an ulti except for maybe sova uh, that it isn't worth trying to buff him i feel i feel like you don't pick uh i guess maybe you pick sova just to counter tj ult but like yeah that's a, that's not like a very high level i feel like yeah like i'm not i wouldn't be like in my brain like oh yeah i'm picking sova because they'll probably pick kj Sova will probably be good on the map in general but Mm-hmm. that's just like an extra thought of like oh yeah his ult's really good too probably like the general best like or most flexible ult in the game probably well there's never a map in ranked at least where somebody picks an omen and you're upset about it as that being your controller yeah maybe breeze back in the day but oh yeah breeze back in the day for sure well i wouldn't be upset about it because at least we've got some amount of smokes yeah, and like you got, you got a smokes, smokes yeah. and, and it kind of works. Yeah. Um, but like obviously mm-hmm. you want someone to pick the Viper on Breeze. Yeah, you obviously want Viper, but if there's an omen on the team, I'm fine with that. I'm like, as long as it's not a brim, you're kind of okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think but then uh, even a brim on, on Breeze like kind of kind of works if, if you're running certain strats, you play around it. So you just have to hit yeah. sites hard and fast with the brim. Yeah. But... 
Mm -hmm. Like, I think Brim probably has, like, the highest spikes in, like, usefulness out of all the controllers. Maybe Astra might have some, like, higher spikes with her sucks. But, like, you're limited in flexibility by picking him. Right. So, like, longer range maps, like Pearl or uh, Lotus, kind of, it's more questionable. But, like, on Bind and Fracture, like, he's just the go-to because the Molly's the best Molly in the game. Stim's not the best, but it's useful. And then, like, his ult's really good, too. Yeah, and I, I find that, I, I find that, like, I don't love Brim on maps where I think map control is super important. That's every map, buddy? Uh, no, no, but, like, more <laughs> so than just you being able to go for an explosive, explosive site hit. Like, like a, a two-stage map control yeah, thing. Yeah, where, yeah. Like, I'm thinking, I think, you like, take map for control example, and then you choose a site to hit. Yeah. Like, Ascent is the one that really comes to mind. Like, I feel like having the Asher or the Omen to be able to smoke off certain avenues of mid, work into mid, and then have the smokes refreshed for when you want to hit that site hit is really important. Or um, just for rotating in general, because Ascent you can really get stuffed out of sights on. Um, like, that, that's yeah, the one like that, like, really comes fucked. to mind. Which, yeah, with because, Brave, use your smoke, you're fucked. Yeah. Like if you drop if you drop two of your smokes for a side hit and you just get stalled out, which is somewhat realistic, then you're you're a little dicked. But you know, get like speaking specifically in Omen's alt here, the one thing is like yes, Omen's like a really popular character and he might not necessarily like he definitely doesn't need a Baku's alt to get more pick rate. Like the pick rate's already fine on its own. Especially in ranked, I just feel like an alt is arguably one of the most like fun aspects of an agent. And for like yeah. a lot of the people that touched Deadlock, I feel like a good amount of that is because the alt is cool. Regardless of whether the alt's good or not, the alt is yeah, cool. Yeah, but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, and sure. I feel like Omen his alt lacks the cool factor. But people still play him. Yeah. And they, the cool factor is in his, like, TP and being a, a controller that has that movement ability. Mm -hmm. And, like, and the, the flash. flash being super good. Yeah. yeah. And so his coolness factor is already, I think, okay because he's got this other utility that people already find pretty cool. So, um, like, I don't know if he needs the ult to be cool to get on the same level. I agree with a lot of characters, the ult is the cool factor, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, and I also think, like, Omen's ult is probably, like, the least, like, general useful. It's the most situational ultimate in the game. Like, Cypher, for example, like, the closest contender for the while. It's like, you just use it whenever you get a kill and you have it up. Because it's just like, okay, yeah, I'll take the free info. Uh, but, like, Omen's, like, when you do use it, like, maybe, like, a coordinated sight hit where you uh, ulti, like, uh, Haven, like... A hell or whatever, or uh, B boathouse on ascent or whatever. Like, there's all these times where you can get that spike, but lots of times it just you fall flat on your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times it's just an info ult, which in in that case is like not very cool. Or if it's a rotate ult, like you know, useful situationally, but it's also not very cool. But, like, you can use it in cool ways. Yeah. Just speaking of, I think it's stupid that they got rid of his ability to TP through bars. Like, he used to be able to TP through jail 
on Icebox. He used to be able to TP through, I don't even know the fucking call out, but from like CTB to like B site area, like orange, whatever. Um, and I also then, remember him being able to, uh, like, if he was sage walled up, yeah, on a garage on ascent, you could like TP into site. Yeah, you oh, could TP fucked. on top of those triple green boxes on the middle of a sunset. Fucking dope. Why, they didn't even probably why it was taken out that one but, right but there. Like, but it's <laughs> like, is that a good enough reason to remove it? You burned a sage wall to get him up there. I mean, using it there, like the sage is probably coming up with you. Still probably good enough. No, oh, okay, maybe. Um, but like, ah, dude, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't ever listed in the patch notes or anything. Like, yeah, that, has that, never they took addressed that out. It was a fact, shadow nerf. Yeah, exactly. Might they have just never been addressed a, the fact that they an unintended there. thing that happened. And then they're like, oh yeah, it could have been a bug from the get go. Yeah. yeah but like, like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. But, but bring it back. I'm saying they should bring it back. I think I think we're saying that like Omen's fine where he is. There's no need for a buff. Like I could see them doing stuff like that if they made like they try to make his one ways less possible. Like I remember they made that patch where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, if it's a red arrow, it won't get stuck in the wall anymore. Uh, but you can still one way so many things. He's the best one way agent. Like some of those one ways you can do, like the ascent one. It's probably you can do that with all smokers. To be fair for that one, but. There's so many that you can only do on Omen. Like, there's like a tree one way on Ascent that is just fucking brutal to pass through. Mm -hmm. And Omen is the only one who can do that. If you're on, um, uh, if you're on B site and you're holding B site, you can one way both stairs and lane. If you have two smokes available, which is fucking nasty. Mm -hmm. Like, it's disgustingly good for post plant. Admittedly, one of them is really fucking hard to get. Like, the one on lane is really particular. And if you miss that smoke, it is very disadvantageous to you. Um, yeah, but, but that's why one... you never do that one, because you shouldn't have two smokes left. Right, you probably yeah. shouldn't have two smokes left. Yeah, but like the doing one the on, stairs um, one is so powerful, the too. The one on stairs it... is so good. Yeah, and it removes, like, being able to even, like, pass through CTN. So it's like, I think that would be, like, if they nerf that aspect of Omen, which I don't think they should then i could see doing more compensatory buffs but as it stands he just has he has that hidden power besides being extremely flexible well it's not even hidden but it's i guess a skill curve that's not in a lot of other uh smokers so yeah yeah i mean it's just learning those those things too Right, like learning mm -hmm. where the one ways are. Yep. And being able to do that fast, like I know where one ways are, but like it takes me like ten seconds to get it like right, and I'm just like, oh, it's not useful anymore. I'm <laughs> so sad. I just hate the UI on Omen. Like I, I don't like going into a separate mode. Like the you iPad fucking is just play brim. Yeah, it's not a separate mode. That's like, a separate iPad... fucking mode. I click and I go. I'm like I want the I want the smoke here. Yeah, as Omen, I want the smoke here. I put it there, and then you I have, have to go to, like travel to the though. yeah. I gotta like travel to it, you know. I I I'm doing none of that. I'm I just like I look at my arm and I click. Mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes people don't use Omens not 
whatever yeah, like the, the fuck quick, that the mode's quick called. cast. Yeah, like now it's a bit of a piss off that like I have to hit R to like toggle between them. I wish there was a more intuitive isn't even the right word. I just wish that like I could use the right mode when I, like I could use whichever mode I wanted when I wanted to. Like so, it'd be good if you could just have two different keybinds for it. But then, and I guess I could go into my game and actually, now that I think about it, could you do that? I could because I could just set a separate keybind to hit R. When is that I a macro? Also though? hit E. That's a macro, and that's illegal. Not entirely, because you can have space also crouch for you. And Riot has mm, said that. I thought closer. I thought all macro line versus a sequence. Uh, okay. Yeah. So double binds are okay. Well, I I wonder how. So if the... they do simultaneously, yeah, yeah it's, it's whether wonder... or not they need one to happen first. Okay, I wonder how that would function if I bound, if I bound R. those two together. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how it would function. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like stuff like that sometimes is would be nice or cool, but. It's like I can just see from Rise's standpoint where it's like the development time to do this isn't worth it. Yeah. Or like where are they spending their resources to like make it to where you can enter the separate mode only for this one character where it applies like isn't worth it. Which which honestly sucks because like you always want to have as much like accessibility features as possible in your game but lots of times it's just not worth the dev time for it. Yeah. And I guess like it also opened up a whole can of worms if they allowed certain macros and not other. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, like, mm. obviously, like, it would be stupidly good if on Reyna you could toggle between your E or your Dismiss also being bound to primary fire or not. Mm -hmm. Where it's like you can just, like, click a button and now it's doing that without having to go into binding and stuff yeah exactly like if i could just select like oh hey for this given gunfight if i get this kill i want to dismiss out to dismiss, of this yeah like if you could preemptively make that choice like that would be stupid um mm -hmm. and like because like it's it's one thing if you have that bound the entire time so that as soon as i get the kill my dismiss goes off because it's on my primary fire, but like that, there's being the, able to choose. Is what yeah, being saying. able to yeah. choose is the really strong aspect because there's obviously a massive downside in now every kill I get. If I have a dismiss available, I will be using it. Um, and so I think it's fair that that's an option because there's a drastic downside with it. But mm -hmm. if you could elect when to have that be active and when to not have that be active preemptively, that would be absurd. Yeah, and also, like, having those types of binds or options and stuff, like, you want to be able to cater to mains, but, like, that's, like, a thing where it'd make, like, one tricks just even more powerful, like, type of stuff. Because you don't want that to be, like, oh, yeah, when you're good at Reyna, you're just going to have this tech, which is just crazy, that like sh probably shouldn't be allowed in the game mm -hmm. that other people like picking up reyna for the first time or for like you know a, a niche pick aren't gonna have bound yeah and yeah. like you'd have to like 
if she became too powerful with that option, it's like you'd have to nerf Reyna in other ways, which I know a lot of people would be happy about, but like nerfing because of like a very specialized thing usually isn't the way to do it. Well, they quite literally did that for the Bulldog and Stinger. Oh yeah, with like the, the click Yeah, thing. people bound their their right click oh, to their yeah. primary click. So that you would ADS and fire at the same time. At the same time, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they, they nerfed that literally because you could do it with the keybind. And they didn't want to not allow you to do that with the keybind for some reason, I guess. Um Well it's because it's really hard to you know, nerf keybinds. Yeah. Because that's hardware based, not software right. based. Yeah, I like, mean it's software through a different piece of hard you know, right, you, you right, know what right. I mean. Yeah. But like yeah, like like I was talking about with the, the jet dash distance thing. Like you have to time your jump before you dash, like very particularly. Like it's not free. Yeah. Um like you want to dash like the instant you become airborne. Kind of, like think about but it like you're wave like dashing. near the ground. Yeah. Of like course. think about it like wave dashing. Um if I could just have that as keybind, like fuck, that'd be that'd be disgusting. Yeah. Um, so like I totally get why they don't want to allow macros in any way, shape, or form. But I think that like there are some potential or that there are some potential for macros that are entirely fair and people wouldn't argue against. It just opens up a can of worms. Yeah. It's always a, a tough thing. It's like, oh, where's the line and what's worth developing? Uh, speaking of developing, I've heard that there's like an esports tab they're going to be introducing into uh, like the actual Valorant client. So where now if you like log on and there'll be like an esports tab and you can see what games are live and scores and stats. I don't know how exhaustive the stats will be, but. Oh, CS had that. VLR within yeah. the game. Yeah, Light. that's pretty cool. VLR Lite. Yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> it'll be VLR Lite. I, I know that CS put that in and that's something that like really early on was being quite talked about in terms of just promoting the esports scene as a whole. Yeah, just because everybody who has the game now sees that it's an option, you know, Mm -hmm. and can easily toggle to be like, oh, maybe there's a game on live right now. I should check it out, you know? Yeah, like Valorant is wildly popular in like, I think, right. I honestly am amazed that they're able to like actually have a competitive shooter that does like cater to the casual audience so much like for cs i feel like you're at least pretty aware of like the competitive scene if you're playing cs like i just kind of see that as like they're very tied together but it's not as tied together in valorant so they probably want to try to get more conversions using that esports tab mm-hmm. yeah that's probably exactly it Something that's quite interesting is like in Japan, the game or like Valorant is very much seen as like a spectator thing. Like oh, in Japan, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like, you know, like content creators are very popular. Watching the pro game is very popular. Playing Valorant itself, not so popular. Yeah, interesting. Like, yeah, the viewership numbers in Japan are like way above Korea, but more Koreans. Play, play Valorant than Japanese people, and Korea is a smaller country, so it's kind of interesting how like it just became a big thing. And I, I know uh, 
Apex is also really popular in Japan, but I think that also has the advantage of being a console shooter too. So maybe there'll be even more uh, conversion for Japanese people when Riot eventually gets to releasing a console version. Mobile. Mobile Mobile's just going to go off in China though, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I think uh, in Southeast Asia is where like mobile games really pop off in comparison to uh, like PC games because lots of times they couldn't like afford having like a desktop or PC bongs, like which is very popular in Korea. Just like or it's a space PC concern, games. you know. Yeah, more densely populated, but mm-hmm. more more common to have a cell phone. I mean, it's all uh, everywhere. It's more common to have a cell phone, but you know, gaming mm-hmm. in general. You guys don't have phones. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole concept of like mobile gaming is like a little weird and mind blowing to me. In terms of like, I guess like, I it can be very cultural, is what yeah, we're just like, talking about, right? Right, right. I'm like, I guess I technically own a Switch. Um, and like the idea of like the whole thing that I was super excited when I first got the Switch was I really enjoyed playing Slide the Spire, but. Like, I need to be at my computer to do that, and it's not a very intensive game, and, like, reaction time isn't a thing, and it's selecting choices on my own time, and therefore, yeah, there's no reason I couldn't have this on my mm-hmm. phone or on a mobile system. Whereas, like, there's another game that I bought for my Switch called uh, Hades, which is a game, game that I, it's I a game that, that I really want to play. I can't play it on the Switch. I tried like, I'm just waiting for it to go on sale on Steam so I can buy it on my computer for a super cheap price and play the game. Because it's not it's not a kind of game that I can play either on a phone or on a portable device. Like, I, I want to yeah. be keyboard and mouse, or at the very least, full-on proper controller. Um, yeah. And, like, uh... I, I think that's interesting for games like that. Like... I I would struggle like I, I guess Valorant's like a first person shooter, so I could see it working just fine on console to a certain extent. But then you bring in the whole conversation about aim assist and whether it's cheating or not. Yeah, so uh just a couple things, like when it comes to Valorant on console and mobile, like they've stated like they would craft the game like it'd basically be like a different version of valorant completely it's not like they're trying to it wouldn't be cross-platform kind of deal no not cross cross-platform at all like mechanics might be different because mm-hmm. you don't have like you probably won't have like all the keybinds for your abilities and stuff because you have the ability to have a shit ton of buttons on a keyboard uh, so i don't think that's going to be a thing because they're just gonna be like yeah you they're different games you're not going to play them like on one and then transfer to the other easily. Um, but the other thing I was talking talk about, about death time, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering like, but that introduces a new market, which is sure, a huge right. No, I, obviously but like, I'm just thinking like, I don't think the controller is necessarily lacking for a game of Valorant. Um, because first of all, the was da- Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Number one, granted. Uh, well, okay. obviously he, like he used shotguns because aiming is obviously going to be challenging but assuming that they add in some aspect of aim assist or you're playing against everybody else on controller who also doesn't have aim assist in which case 
well, just different guns are going to be really fucking strong. Um, but, and namely Odin's. Um, like, the last keys are, that's just on the left joystick, right? And so you need three abilities, an alt button, which, uh, like, I know certain games you can toggle the way in which your alt button, or, like, you, you can have be like, oh, you hold this button instead of pressing this button, and that activates your alt. Um, knifing is usually on right-click. Then you have four trigger buttons for stuff. Like, I, I, I feel like there are enough buttons on a controller that, like, the ability aspect of the game wouldn't be too drastically difficult to implement. Uh, the one thing that I'm considering here is how you, like, you know, number keys to cycle through uh, weapons and stuff. Like, that could be a bit challenging. I guess you could go, like, you know, triangle swaps to your secondary, and then if you hold triangle, you pull out the spike or whatever. But... Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what I can see is, like, more, like, using the stuff within the abilities, like, Sage Wall, like, rotates and stuff like that could be weird. Oh, like, I see. Like, all that stuff could be weird, but that's just semantics, and I think it's a train that we could go down for way too long. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just that the game will be different, I think, is fine enough for me, like, realizing that, like, they're not analogous inputs or they're not the same, so you need to treat the game differently, mm -hmm. uh, which is the right way to do it. Uh, but one thing I wanted to say about, like, the mobile gaming market in general is, like, we are kind of blind to the mobile market because we play PC games. If if you don't play PC games or play on console or whatever, like, your idea of gaming is probably extremely different to us. Like, for me, if I, like, tried to download cod mobile i'd be like okay well this is just like a cheap knockoff of what i could be doing so i'm not going to do it but like if people only play mobile games which is like pretty prominent in like southeast asia like i said before that's just what they do that's how you play games yeah yeah i mean i agree with that to the extent that i can having a pc so um, I mean, well, like, like the only mobile games I fucking played were Clash of Clans. This is a very different kind of game, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, if if that's what you're used to, and that's the mechanics that you're used to, then it would be easier for you to be playing it on mobile than it would be to on PC, right? I I guess. You probably won't be as good as a PC player, but yeah. But if they're separate games, then it doesn't matter. If you're only playing against other mobile players and stuff, then well, like your your own thing. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure I brought this up very early on in the inception of this podcast, but like I remember there was a huge like drama issue with uh COD Warzone because there was like a really big tournament with like a prize pool associated with it, and Warzone is both PC and console, and so you had console players playing against people who are on PC and like a bunch of the people on PC were complaining about the fact that like some of these console players were hitting shots with certain weapons that are is just not possible on PC because of the influence of aim assist um but like obviously playing on console gives you or playing on keyboard and mouse gives you a general buff in a different way right. yeah and so, so it's like well is that fair 
is does it even itself out exactly or should it be two separate things so i I mean i think in general it should be two separate things Mm -hmm. well uh there's probably like the bigger one is there's been constant debates in the apex community about like aim assist or controller versus mouse and keyboard because of how strong aim assist is in that game like uh probably the most famous player in apex history his name's imperial hal he swapped from mouse and keyboard to controller because uh like the close range gunfighting is just so much easier using a controller and it makes it easier to like you don't have to be as like brain on about your aiming if a computer's doing some of the work for you mm-hmm. so yeah i'm i'm glad that riots just keeping them separate and they could have gone the siege route i know siege on console does not have any aim assist but i think that also like changes the meta like shotguns are way more yeah. impactful right like that was a siege big console. thing that was a big thing with killzone uh like killzone was a ps4 launch title that came with zero aim assist whatsoever and as someone who grew up playing like cod like fuck was that game difficult for me um mm-hmm. well because they still had like in fact i think like it, it's the thing that like cod has too and i hate that you can't shut this off but in campaign they either have literally no assist whatsoever or fucking auto aim so when you yeah, ABS, like it, it literally... just snaps to target yeah, yeah um and there's no in between whatsoever and like i remember that like the the campaign for killzone had that it had literally snapped to target auto aim so you basically didn't need to do dick in terms of aiming uh and you're mostly just along for the story and i guess technically pressing a couple buttons uh and then you go to the multiplayer option and there's no aim assist whatsoever and aiming is fucking impossible on console like like that Mm -hmm. yeah never been a console gamer can't can't relate Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep This derailed a little bit from Valorant, but you know it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think we can wrap it up on these uh, very non-Valorant topics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I will say a couple things uh, before we head out. Uh, first off, Hunter, I know you're going to listen to this. Casbah is not based off Pearl. It is clearly based off Bind, and it is the easiest thing to see in my in the li- my life. I don't know how you haven't seen it. <laughs> Well, I think one the name Casblah. I was saying like obviously not Pearl, and yeah, then also yeah. the uh, yeah, like you you were saying earlier, we're not fucking underwater. <laughs> like that's kind of a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. But you know, if mm-hmm. a dev wants to reach out and be like, actually, like the art style was more based off of Pearl, then like you know, I'll, I'll like listen to you and then say no, fuck you, it's fine. Sure. <laughs> <true. laughs> I mean, and I then one it. other thing. Um, oh, go ahead, Cas. Well, I was just gonna say like. Where, where is Pearl located? Because like underwater. Yeah. Okay. Isn't Ascent, Ascent's like Italy, ish. Yeah. Right. And then Split, being district, is that's Japan. Japan. I know Pearl is Portugal. Do we know where Bind is? I think it's like Moroccan. Okay. And the so art Kasbah style and... makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yep, that's one thing. And then also, uh, I definitely want to get on another podcast again uh, to discuss with Hunter, like, what the role of uh, 
like eco weapons is in Valorant. Uh, in the last podcast, you had uh, quite a bit of discussion about like how like the Bucky and the Stinger and the Spectre are like nerfed way too much or whatever compared to the rifles and stuff. And I, I just like to discuss with that because I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> so calling that out, throwing mm-hmm. down the gauntlet. So a little like foreshadowing to whatever episode you come back on and, and yeah. rip yeah. Hunter to shreds on. Uh, although I go. think that I agreed with Hunter in that episode when we were talking about it. So um. yeah. <laughs> well, it, it probably won't be too far away because I'm going home for a while. Um, but because I will most likely be home and therefore not be on this podcast, uh, there was a the score esports video, which brought up uh, like a similar concept to that and was just talking about eco success rates. And the eco success rates in Valorant are drastically fucking higher than they are in CS. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm really well, going to say on it. Hunter wants them to be even higher, which mm-hmm. I disagree with. So but yeah, like you, you guys can have that discussion on the podcast, or I'm not here, and I'll probably tune in for that. Uh, yeah, but there you go. as far as that goes, Chase, do you want to wait us out of here? Yeah, Blade. Thanks again for uh, for coming on and and completing your your holy trinity. Um, I've and... ascended to the podcast now. Absolutely. And with you, we'll definitely drink with you later.